Welcome to Waiting for Review, the show that follows the journeys of two iOS developers. I'm Dave Knott, an iOS developer from Devon, England. And I'm Dave Wood, an iOS developer in Wellington, New Zealand. Join us as we discuss the development code and technology of our journeys. Okay, so this week we thought we would talk um, just sort of generally about the state of the Apple Watch and WatchOS. Um, and just generally kind of reflect on where the platform's going and what that means for, for our apps um, and the progression of the watch in general. So, Dave, um, what do you think makes for a good watch app? Uh, uh, that's an interesting question. I think I think in the early days, when the watch first came out, it was easy to think that a good watch app was almost like an iPhone app that was scaled down to the size of the watch screen. Yeah. And you can't, you know, you kind of saw a lot of apps trying to do that and my, myself included with armchair. That was my, just sort of like, was, was that generally kind of like bringing functionality from the iPhone app straight into the watch app? Basically. Yeah. As, as much as possible. I almost went through every screen on my iPhone app of armchair and tried to recreate it in some way in as much as I could on, on the Apple Watch. And I think in hindsight, that was probably a mistake. I I mm. think that watch apps are fundamentally different than iPhone apps, not least because of the size of the screen. And I think they should be different from iPhone apps because, you know, why, why should they be the same? That's kind of pointless in a way. So just use your phone if they're going to be just copies, like compromised, yep. slowed down, smaller copies of iPhone apps. They should be different in some meaningful way i think um i think for me it was definitely a mistake trying to just scale it down into into a watch and my data tells me it was a mistake because no one really uses it um right i kind of um brief bit of background armchair is a remote control on the iphone for cody which is a home theater system so on my watch app the main screen the user hits is kind of like a, a now playing screen so if there's something playing, you get like a big play or pause button. You can jump back and forward 30 seconds and do the volume and see and yep. see time remaining. And that is where the majority of people spend most of the time in that app. Um, yep. All the other stuff I did, kind of porting all the other screens over, which allowed people to browse through their movie library, their TV shows, their music. <laughs> I even recreated the gesture pad um, <laughs> right. on, an, on a watch screen, which in hindsight was just lunacy really but um it wasn't even a gesture pad i I had to make like up down left right buttons with a select button in the middle and if you need to sort of go right by five items you have to tap five times on the right button and sort of on the third on the third tap you miss the button and maybe hit something else because it's so small and if you move your wrist ever so slightly it, (laughs) it was it wasn't good and no and i can tell that you know my users just don't really use it so they they use the now playing screen. Those that that do use the Apple Watch, um, but very very few people go beyond that. And I think is that literally the the app screen, um, or is that sort of showing as a, a complication? Oh, uh, that's just that's the app. Uh, so I, I yeah. don't have a complication yet. Um, that's something I would like to look into and how I might be able to do that. I'm just not sure what I want to achieve with a complication right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've complications i find a bit weird in general um i find a lot of the time they're just more like shortcuts to the app 
Yep. And I'm kind of like, well, yeah, I suppose, but surely there could be a, a little <laughs> bit more than that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I, th- I think just basically trying to trying to scale down an iPhone app to fit on a watch. Um, I think that's the wrong approach. I think I think you should be looking to do do something much much more much more than that. Just something different. Yeah. Um, because if I think about how I use my watch on a on a daily basis, I don't use my kind of. There's apps on my iPhone that I go to regularly. You know the ones that you always check. You know, every time you unlock that phone, you go to a certain set of apps and you always check them, like the news and Twitter and whatever else you might have, Instagram, say, Facebook. I never do that on my watch. It, it's no. always kind of looking at notifications, checking the weather, and using my watch as some kind of remote control, be that for, um, say, if I'm walking and listening to Overcast, I might use it as a play, pause, remote control, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's kind of where that the watch is for me in terms of how I use it. Um, maybe maybe it differs for you. Kind of I don't know. No, that that echoes my own usage really. Um, a remote control for for whatever music is playing um, when I don't particularly want to be getting my, my phone out if it's in you know if it's in a pocket and I'm sat down and I've got a bag on my my, my lap sort of thing which kind of happens more often than, than it used to sort of on the bus now um you know the watch is useful there um and then otherwise for me it really is the um the sort of haptic feedback for notifications um and being able to sort of quickly glance and see whether it's an important text message or, or not um because it's primary means of communication with with my wife um so you know um that's it's kind of how the watch fits into to my life it's it's notifications quick glances um in terms of the apps on the watch i don't know really really very light usage of of anything other than sort of kind of main controls for things that are already running on the on the phone um so yeah it it's um but it's interesting that you sort of said when you initially starting to bring um, armchair over to the watch your your first instinct was to try and bring it all over to the watch app um and obviously now the data's kind of there and and and, and you can see that the, the sort of primary usage really is as, as a sort of remote control in and of its own right you know to, to just sort of do those basic um play pause fast forwarding kind of controls yeah. um and i think that's been part of the the sort of evolution with the watch i mean sort of on a, on a number of levels is that i think there was a belief oh it's it's a brand new platform it's a brand new app store um and people thought okay right apps let's make apps you know and kind of that that the vision of that was very much based on okay we've got to do everything that a phone app would do um and of course in the reality um and sort of day-to-day use of it, it that's not the way you use a tiny little screen that is on on your wrist um and things are now sort of shaking out into um applications that um sort of reflect the fact that it is a small wearable um and like i say for, for myself it really is sort of glanceable um notifications and, and that sort of thing that are, are sort of the most most useful sort of parts of it because that stops me needing to 
to go to my phone um, or to sort of disrupt what I'm doing at the time. Um, so I do tend to use it very much um, as something that lets me keep an eye on what's happening online or, or you know, sort of digitally um, without having to sort of disrupt whatever it is that I'm doing otherwise. Yeah. Have you upgraded your, you've got a Series 0, haven't you? Yes. Have you upgraded up to OS 4 yet? Yes, yes, I have. Have you used the Siri watch face? I've not used the watch face. No. Okay, I used it yesterday, and it really made my Apple Watch feel old and slow in a way that other watch right. faces don't. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I wasn't particularly that impressed with it, um, just for the brief period that I used it. It's, it didn't really do a lot. So it had, um, it's kind of got like a Siri button top left so if you press that it just triggers siri and you can talk to it yeah um top right you've got the the time almost like you have on the modular watch face just like a digital uh time and then you kind of have these cards that this is where like the intelligence comes in and the only thing it displayed for me was a news story from apple news i'd already read on my phone (laughs) (laughs) so i was like okay um thanks very much for that but i don't really need to see that and I started to, I, you can kind of like scroll and then more cards appeared for me. Although it seemed a bit weird because it's almost like my watch couldn't keep up. Not like graphically, it's like the right. frame rate, rate just really dropped because it kind of, uh, you know, the time and the Siri icon sort of swoosh out the way and the cards yep. uh, revealed themselves, but it, the frame rate really dropped and it was almost like I couldn't tell what was happening because the... So is this perhaps, is this perhaps to do with the fact that you're on a series zero. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah, um, and I, I managed to reveal some other sort of cards that told me when the sun was going to set, and something else that I wasn't particular. Maybe the weather. Um, mm. But then I've got that on my modular watch face anyway because I've got a complication for the weather, and I've got one for when the sun's going to set. Um, yes. So in all, the series watch face didn't do a huge amount for me really i don't think um maybe it just felt no, but, worse but, than it was because of the series zero i was using it on um uh, perhaps but i mean equally it's something that i i found so, so far with with watch os4 is that overall my watch is still sort of doing everything that i like it to do um so okay you know sort of siri watch face to one side um I think it's, it's been quite interesting to me that the, the latest OS hasn't really sort of broken my watch or made it sort of feel um, so it feel really clunky. Whereas on um, on the iPhone six, it's in our household. iOS eleven um, really has. Yeah, <laughs> I can testify <laughs> to that. Just currently using an iPhone six and iOS eleven, and yeah. Um, Although yeah. I read that somewhere iOS 11.1 apparently makes it feel really fast again. Oh, that will be welcomed. So I think that's uh, in, um, in beta at the moment, but I, I came off the whole beta train. I'm, I just went to regular release. So, so yeah. I'll probably stay on that now until uh, dub dub next year when we get iOS 12, presumably. Um, but yeah, I think in all, like you say, OS 4 has been good in that my watch remains as functional as it ever was. Like you say, it hasn't really broken anything. 
and I think we touched on this maybe last show or the show before, just the way that I use my watch doesn't really require it to be fast. So I don't really give my watch much of an opportunity to demonstrate how slow it is to me. Because for the most part, it's either starting a like an outdoor walk workout um, thing, which is like two taps. That's fine. Um, yeah, sure, maybe it could be a little bit quicker, but I'm, I can totally live with that. Um, I use it as a like a play pause volume control thing and checking the weather, which begs yep. the question: Do I really need an Apple Watch on that basis? But <laughs> I can tell you when I don't put it on. Um, I foolishly didn't charge it the other night. I don't know why. I took it off and then forgot to charge it overnight. And then when I went out for a walk in the morning, um, as I normally do for about an hour or so, I really, really did miss it. Um, Mm. Which is, it's one of those things where on paper it looks like it doesn't do that much. And quite often I get the question from sort of friends and family. It's like, well, what does it actually do? And then you tell them. They're like, oh, that's not that much. That's kind of the, it's quite common to get a lukewarm reaction like that. Um, yeah, and it is. I find it quite difficult when I'm put on the spot when someone goes, "Oh, so what does it actually do then?" And I'm like, "Ah, come on, think, think, think. What does it do? What does it do?" And I'm like, "Uh, workout stuff. Yeah, um, uh, you can play pause and you can check the weather." <laughs> so it's trying to think of all, trying to think of all the shiny stuff. Yeah, um, and I think, um, like I say, for 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 myself, um, it's not really shiny stuff. It is that sort of like, okay, I'm not feeling like I need to to check my phone for notifications. Um, and then that lets me, that gives me back the sort of moment that, that I'm in, you know, for example, on, on your walk, um, I'm, I'm guessing that you're not necessarily walking with your head down in your phone for the entirety of the walk. No, my phone stays in you my know, pocket it, the entire time. It doesn't come out as a rule. Exactly. Um, and so the, the, the watch itself and its haptic feedback um potentially contributes to that to some degree um because you've got the whole sort of thing well okay if, if if you needed to know anything sort of notification wise you would do because you'd have had the tap on your wrist and you know off 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 you go mm. um and then that sounds silly um depending on where where you are on the sort of spectrum of sort of being always connected or not um, because you know you're sort of making the argument of oh well it, it keeps me connected um, without having to to sort of lose the interaction in what I'm doing um, which you could sort of make the argument of well can't you just ignore your phone for an hour um, which you know, yeah totally I can um, but I prefer like I say being able to to sort of know when I've got notifications for things coming through and I prefer um, having that sort of flow where it is just a tap on my wrist um and yeah like like yourself I, I feel kind of odd now um without the watch it's it's sort of worked its way into into my day to day um my wife really appreciates her watch um i think we sort of mentioned this before um but she's she's hearing impaired um which means she's got hearing aids and um i mean she she um she has hearing aids and she lip reads. Um, but otherwise, if her phone is in her bag, she will not necessarily hear it go off. Um, whereas, obviously, having the watch means that she gets that tap on her wrist and, and she knows. Um, so it means that she's a lot better connected when she wants to be as well now with, with having the watch. 
that's that's um, cool. Yeah, it is. It was that's a really good use for it, isn't something, it? It is, and I mean, it's it's one of the main reasons she she wanted to get the watch actually after sort of seeing me use it and 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 the rest of it. Um, she she sort of pegged, well, okay, that that would be really quite useful. Um, yeah, and and so it has done it. It means that her her phone sort of literally just stays in her bag, and then she gets she gets messages, and she's fully aware of of them coming through whereas she wouldn't be before and we would you know have situations where I've, I've needed to to get in touch for one thing or another um and she's she's missed that message at the, the point in time mm. um so yeah definitely that's that's sort of part of our our general use do you think a, a cellular watch would go any way to sort of furthering the benefit in, in her case um, do you think or not was it just tethered to the phone all the time and that's fine because the phone's always there one way or another well, now that we're in New Zealand, um, the sort of oh, right. cellular watches is really not really something we could consider I anyway. Yeah, I forgot that. So you just can't, yeah, you just can't get um, it? As far as I know, none of the carriers here are, are supporting it. Um, so I, I think it'll be a while before I see a sort of um, red-crowned watch in the wild here. Mm. Um, I saw one the other day so, and with the red crown. I yeah. went to the Apple store. Um, as we spoke about, it was when I went to look at the iPhone eights, and they had the like the Apple Watch table there. Um, and interestingly, there was not one person around the Apple Watch table. Every other table in that store had people crowded around it. Even like you know the the table at the back with the Mac Pro on it and the LG display had like mm. two or three people just looking at the product and you know maybe just out of general curiosity. Um, the Apple Watch yep. table had not one person around it. It was like everyone just had their backs to it and was ignoring it, which I th- I found really weird because um, that was a big part of their announcement and the, the new products. But no one no one was interested. But I took the opportunity to sort of you know go and have a good look at them without people crowding around me. And yep. um, I'm not sure about that red dot on the crown. <laughs> what the the actual aesthetic of of the red dot? Yeah, I I don't know. It just it seems like an odd an odd choice for apple to to make because it's it's a very subjective thing i think whether you want a red dot or a, a like on on mine i've got like a, a black dot or, or or whatever dot or no dot at all on the aluminium ones isn't it it's just kind of the aluminium just is the the crown right yeah um so yeah it's quite a subjective thing and it's like the cellular is arguably quite a desirable piece of technology that a lot of people are going to want but then you're forcing all of those people to have this one look and kind of the point of the apple watch Mm. is that you can kind of build your own look with the straps and the finishes and all of that stuff but then it's like but you've got to have this red dot it's like why would you do that what's what's the point in that other than some kind of weird status symbol which is just odd anyway from my point of view yeah um I, i think i would sort of find that a little irritating actually after a point um because i quite like the fact that my watch is all one color um you know it's i've got the uh the very basic um the very basic one that's sort of in the the kind of space gray color oh, you got the darth vader watch um, with, yeah. yeah um with a black strap and that's it you know it goes with everything because it's black yeah um yeah, a red dot would would kind of irritate me there a little bit. Um, but 
getting aside from the sort of aesthetic of it, um, I think the utility of it is is potentially quite interesting. Um, so one of my one of my uses um, with the watch has been um, certainly sort of within in the recent past not so much lately i've not made any time for exercise lately and one one of my main uses has been with with running um and so running with using um apps like strava um tethered to to my phone so i've got um a pouch that kind of puts the phone on on, on my arm um and then i use the watch to sort of see in real time okay how fast am i going what's my average you know, sort of minutes per mile kind of thing. Um, and it was really cool for using that. Um, but I did kind of find myself wishing, okay, could I just leave the, the phone at home? Um, because it sort of feels quite bulky on my arm. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's really not that subtle as well, you know, yeah. <laughs> sort of running, running along with, especially like if, um, if it's the middle of summer or whatever, and I don't, necessarily have anything over the top sort of covering the 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 phone on my arm then you know it's it's like oh yeah okay look at me phone straps at the side of me um which you know so i i I would be quite happy with the cellular cellular watch for for those sort of moments um being able to just leave the phone at home go for a run track my run do everything i would normally do um and then obviously come back home and I'll be be back to sort of using my phone as normal. Um, but I think beyond that, I'm not sure that I would have sort of that many moments that I would be using using the watch untethered. Yeah, I think running is a really good example. Um, for me, I don't think it fits because I either walk or I cycle. Um, mm. So I think if I'm cycling, I usually take a backpack anyway with just like stuff in it in case I get a puncture or, you know, I've got one of those backpacks that you put um it's you fill it up with like drink and it's got a straw that comes around um so okay. you can kind of drink as you cycle from the backpack so I'm carrying that anyway so if I'm going to carry like a huge pouch of water on my back it's it's really not a lot more to put an iPhone 6 in one of the front pockets of the bag so nice. so yeah for me I don't think cellular is ever going to really be that much of a feature um and just the fact that it's um restricted to 4G only i don't know if that's everywhere in the world but certainly in the uk i believe it's restricted to 4G so if you're in an area that has 3G but not 4G then yeah that is kind of game over you don't have any coverage on on the right. watch so i i would have been going for my run back in the uk um enjoying my new um cellular watch i can't say that word today for some reason <laughs> um but enjoying my 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 connected watch and um yeah, and then I, I would have patches where where I would lose signal um, because we definitely didn't have four G everywhere where we were. Um, so that that could be problematic, I guess. Mm, yeah. Um, because then you would have no phone or or Wi Fi to sort of fall back on. Um, and yeah, all of the utility of that would just sort of go. Um, so that that seems a little odd. I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that I've kind of read something or heard something wrong. I've heard it on a couple of podcasts, and I'm sure I've read it in three other places. Um, so right. fairly, fairly certain the information's decent. Um, but I'm hoping that at some point I'm going to be proven wrong one way or another. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I think um, it could be interesting to sort of see over time um, how this affects the sort of apps that people use on their watch or not. Um, you know, I think for my general usage, perhaps not a lot would change. Um, but, you know, if you can think, okay, you've, you've got, you've always got a connection on the watch and people may be using it entirely without their, their phone nearby and for extended periods of time. Um, does that potentially change the sort of apps that people are going to want? You know, if, if people are sort of going on these these untethered um, kind of missions with the, with their watches, what apps are going to be relevant in in those moments? You know, beyond running apps and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, um, and also I suppose you've got to consider that apps as they currently are rely on the phone quite heavily. So if you go and buy one of these yep. cellular watches, it's quite likely that you could launch an app and then it's like, well, sorry, I can't get to the phone, so I can't really do anything. If you see what I mean, so yeah. it's like the, the apps, the apps that already exist, maybe need to go through a transition phase as well to kind of make them independent from the phone. Yep, or maybe not fully independent, but you know, independence is an option. And if you are near the phone, then it can take advantage of that. You know, whatever advantage maybe the phone would bring, depending on on the app that you're using. Um, I know yep. in the case of my app, um, Armchair, I can't see that cellular will do an awful lot to help because. You know, armchair is designed to be sort of ran on a local network. Yeah. So, you know, you start introducing things like cellular and it's kind of like, well, it doesn't make a huge amount of difference, really. Um, if if you were to... Anything I can think of maybe is um, maybe expanding the PVR functionality of, of armchair. It might be cool. Um, PVR in that you can use Kodi to watch live TV and record live TV. Um, almost like you get those kind of hard disk recorder things that you can sort of buy off the shelf, um, you know, from Panasonic and the likes. Yep. You can kind of recreate that within Kodi. So potentially you could allow people to schedule TV recordings on the go with their watch over cellular. Right. But then I'm thinking that is like, if you imagine a pie chart, those slices are getting very, very, very small <laughs> because that would require... Niche of a niche. Yeah, that would require someone to have Kodi in the first place. That would require yep. the person that has Cody to have a TV tuner for their system running Cody. Um, then you'd need some TV tuner backend software running on the machine, and you'd also need yep. a cellular Apple Watch. I mean, that is getting so, really tiny, <laughs> really quickly. Yeah, um, and I, I would argue, almost definitely doesn't warrant your time to sort of go and develop anything that would do that. Oh no, no way. No way. Um, um, and you could do that just by being tethered to the phone anyway. So it's, or just yeah. do it from the phone over cellular. But uh, but it, it, it's interesting to me that there is this kind of third state now with, with watch apps. Um, you know, you have the, the tethered state where it's got the phone nearby and it can rely on the fact that it has the phone nearby for more than just the connectivity. You know, you've got the potential of, of sort of interoperating with an app on the phone as well. Um, you know, for example, like the, the camera app where you can use the watch as a, a sort of remote shutter oh, yeah. um, and all of that. Um, so you've got that state. You have the disconnected state where the watch was, could reasonably assume that it has no internet connection. It's not tethered. You know, that, that's it. It's got to work offline. 
Um, you now have this third state, which is it's not tethered to the phone, but it is able to still reach the internet um, and, and do things that way. Um, so, no, you're right. There is this potential with certain apps where they, they perhaps do need to consider um, that that sort of scenario. Um, and that could totally impact the way they, they sort of manage files and storing state and, and that side of things. Um, so that, that could be quite interesting, um, I, I guess, sort of to, to watch how sort of certain apps step up to, to, to that scenario as well. Um, but again, I, I do have to wonder, um, you know, really whether, whether that's going to be fundamentally that different, um, to, in terms of how the user sees it, um, to just having a, a, an app that was tethered through, through the phone. Yeah. Um, I, th- I do wonder whether the OS is kind of mature enough for certain things. And the example I was going to talk about is the trouble that Marco is having with Overcast. I don't know if you've been kind of keeping up with what's been going on there. Um, a little bit, yeah. So this is Marco Armand, programs Overcast, the podcast player. Um, and I think he's been having some trouble, is it, with um, the audio playback system yes, so on the watch itself. It's kind of like you know, a fairly headline feature of the cellular watch was Apple Music. Um, yeah, you, know, you can just sort of you could go out with your AirPods and your Apple Watch and just listen to your music over cellular. So I guess that's kind of fueled the appetite for podcast listeners to be like, you know, come on, Marco, can we not do that with Overcast on on the watch? Um, yeah, it looks like there's some serious hoops he's having to jump through. Um, so it looks like that you can't play an audio in the background unless you're a workout app. So right. <laughs> it seems that <laughs> he could maybe fake it so it's almost like yes I am a workout app and maybe provide some level of workout functionality but then yep. but then in a way you've, you've kind of got the baggage of being a workout app and then you've got people that sort of latch on to the workout functionality or then start you know wanting more from that but then you're like well no I'm not mm. really a workout app guys I'm I'm a podcast app but I'm just having to be a workout app because you know these stupid APIs won't let me do what I want to do um, yep uh, so it seems like like the OS is kind of going through a, a point where developers are asking more of it than it's able to give right now um yeah if you haven't yet listened to it um under the radar um episode 98 i believe is well worth a listen um which talks about this in quite some detail um yep so i'm guessing there's like you know apple has got kind of like secret source going on with their apple music over cellular but they haven't obviously haven't sort of api'd it yet to the rest of us which um i i guess now we're gonna have to wait till what watch os5 because that seems like a fairly um substantial piece of functionality to sort of expose in an api i'd be surprised if that came in like a point release with watch os4 um mm. but equally it that's a long wait for os5 now yeah it is um and to, and to um, not have that um that kind of functionality which you know to a regular user it's like okay i can stream apple music so why can't i stream a podcast um yeah and it, yeah it's it's just it just seems a bit of a shame 
Um, I, I do have to wonder, does that also exclude, um, you know, other streaming services? Does that kind of block the door to, to Spotify um, as well? I don't know. Um, you would assume so. Um, yeah. I, I, I think you can you can download tracks, obviously, to the um, the watch. But then I think streaming is, is something different. That's my understanding of yep. it. Um, but then I think the way in which you sort of download to the watch can be quite slow. Um, yeah. To the point where like, you, you know, you maybe have to kind of do it overnight, maybe when the, when the watch is charging and the phone is with it. Um, but it, it, it does, it seems like there's some seriously kind of lacking functionality at the OS level to allow developers yeah. to make, to make a good job of this, um, which is, is a shame. And in some ways, I think um, is you know as as uh, developers and users um, is kind of tricky because these are things that we've been used to having on iOS for quite a while. Um, you know, background audio, yeah, for example, that that's, that's been around for such a long time now. Like I couldn't even tell you where the the jump was. Um, to you know, apps being able to to carry on playing audio in the background but there was a jump there was a time when things were were in their infancy um and you know if you you left the app that was streaming the audio then you would lose lose the audio um but uh no th- this this is sort of part of watch os's infancy um and i don't know it may well also be part of apple keeping certain things um almost to themselves in some ways. Um, but, I can't, I can't um, see a strategy would feel... there, though. Why, why, would that, why would that be the case? Like I say, be beyond, um, you know, being able to block other, other sort of similar services for now. Um, I don't really know. Yeah. But uh, it, it would seem wrong, certainly in, in Overcast's sense, um, to... Um, to sort of try and pretend it's something that it's it's not, I think. Oh, you mean um, with the workout thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, agree. To sort of get around, get around those sort of blocks, um, because that 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 feels like more than just um, you know a little a little hack, as it were. That that sort of feels like yeah, like you were saying, committing to to being something it's not, um, and potentially sort of confusing the, the the customer and user base there as well. Yeah, I mean, I suppose there is a potential market for it because a lot of people probably listen to podcasts while they exercise or something. Um, but I, I think you need to you need to be committed to that as as an app idea first, rather than thinking I'll make my app that just so I can get around this weird API issue. If yeah. you come at it from the point of view that yes, I want to make a workout workout app that can you know stitch in nicely with podcast playback then yeah sure go make that app but i think if it's just a like a knee-jerk reaction it's yeah you maybe need to sort of consider what it is you're trying to trying to achieve and you know it's, it's a difficult corner to, to be in yeah. um you know I don't, I don't envy marco's position at all um not least of all because no doubt that the user feedback that he's getting must be tough to hear constantly um because you know a lot of users aren't going to understand or appreciate why why things are the way they are um and it that's yeah 
must get you down if you keep hearing the same complaints again and again and some people can be really quite nasty on email feedback um believe me <laughs> i've heard them <laughs> yeah so um but it's um it is interesting though um because this, this is sort of showing oh okay that there, there are these situations now where the platform kind of needs to grow up um and, and to be pushed along and i think you know taking a step back from that that's that sort of says to me um that this is potentially quite a viable platform as well you know you've got these situations where people are asking for more of it um and that it's sort of starting to expand and grow in that way and if i cast my mind back to sort of maybe a year 18 months ago um I seem to remember there being some quite dire predictions that the whole platform for the watch was going to die completely. Yeah, that was a cool thing to do, wasn't um, it? Not very long ago. Hate on the Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and it keeps proving, so you know, bit by bit as, as time goes by, that it, it's, it's still around, um, and the people that do use them are, you know, really quite, if if not passionate, quite attached. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, and. Again, I, th- I think that if I cast my mind back to what you were saying uh, before about going to the Apple Store and, and the watch area being empty, um, of, of sort of people pouring over them and doing, um, yeah, some of that I, I don't think is necessarily a, a reflection of, of the watches and their appeal themselves. Um, I think that as a platform, um, the watch is just fundamentally quite a different thing. Um, to a phone or an iPad or a, a Mac, um, and that you know people buy them in in, in different ways, and and, and um, I guess it is quite literally just more like um, like what it is. You know, it's it's a wearable. It's a a device in in that sort of um, in, in in that sort of element. So it's not something you're necessarily going to be buying because it's got you know the latest camera on it or something like that that you want to play with and see it's something that's just that little bit more based in general utility yeah um so i mean i i find myself looking towards um the latest version of the watch simply because it's it's quite waterproof um and that's that's an appeal and I, i've kind of guess i've earmarked it in a sense of well i don't need one of those right now um however maybe in a year 18 months time i'll be considering a, an upgrade generally i'll get the speed boost at the time and having you know the watch be that that bit more waterproof means that i, I won't take it off um in certain scenarios you know taking the kids to the pool or going in the sea and things like that um and that'll be nice to have so it's not a pull factor enough for me to want to go and get to a store and try and see one and and, and have one now um but I like my watch and I've earmarked it and I know that when I sort of come around to that sort of part of an upgrade cycle, I'll, I'll be happy to, to carry on having one and sort of get the benefits of that upgrade. Mm. I, um, I'm interested to um, see how how it affects me because I'm probably going to be getting some AirPods soon. And I feel, I feel yeah. like that's almost going to be the final piece in the puzzle, really, um, especially when I'm out walking. Um, I think it would be really nice to have the wireless the wireless uh, AirPods and the Apple Watch to control the volume with because if you think about it, the the AirPods don't really have a great way to control volume. 
Um, and Not- with watchOS 4, if you've got some like media playing on your phone, i.e. if I've got a podcast playing in Overcast, um, then I can um, use the, the digital crown to control the volume on the AirPods. Um, right. Well, actually, slight correction. If I'm using Overcast, I can't do that because, uh, again, the Apple Watch doesn't allow Overcast to have access to the digital crown. Um, <laughs> so if I'm playing, say, just music in the music app or something like that, um, yeah, the watch will display like a now playing screen when I sort of wake it, which I can then just yep. sort of you know, twiddle the crown and adjust the volume accordingly. Um, so because I've got Overcast installed on my watch, the Overcast app kind of overrides that. Um, and obviously within the Overcast watch app, I can't use the digital crown just because, like you said, Marco just can't get to it in the APIs in the same way I can't for armchair. I get people asking me all the time, can I use the crown to change the volume on armchair? I'm like, uh, no, right. sorry, you can't. I'd really like you to, but we can't. So yep. some people, myself included, have had to remove the Overcast app from the watch just in order to allow the system level um, sort of now playing screen to appear to then be allowed to use the digital crown to control volume, which right. is a real shame right? <laughs> when you think about it, having to remove apps to, to get to sort of system functionality that third-party apps aren't allowed to. And again, it, it, no, that's... it say it's just a bit of a bit of a little bit of a mess at the moment. Um, so, um, yes. But a, a fixable mess in the long run. Definitely fixable, um, yeah. It just, like you say, it feels like we're in, in a bit of a, a phase at the moment where there's some rough edges um yeah but nevertheless when that functionality works it is really cool um and i think it's gonna you know really help with the airpods as well i mean it relies on you basically buying a lot of stuff from apple and spending a lot of money but i think when you've got all the pieces of the puzzle together it it could make for something really quite nice and I'm, i'm looking forward to that Okay, that's just about it for today. If you've enjoyed the show, it would be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes or if you're an Overcast user, uh, if you can hit that star button to recommend us, that would be great. Um, Also, we'd like to remind you that we have our own Slack channel and if you'd like to join, it'd be great to come and have you. There'll be uh, instructions in the show notes or you can just reach out to us on Twitter at WFR Podcast and we'll get you signed up. So Dave, before we go, where can people find you? Um, you can find my apps online at roboheads.com. That's robohead spelled with a Z. And you can reach me on Twitter at dwroboheads. Again, roboheads with a Z at the end. How about you, Dave? Uh, yeah, on Twitter, I am at underscore Dave Knott. You can find my remote control for Cody at armchair-remote.com and my app to help kids learn to read. You can find at spacereaders.com.